you made it to level two, deeper questions leading to deeper answers. I'm Tomas Garza, and I'm here to help you decide to transform. I'll be setting the pace for the process to support your unfolding. Learn and commit to a practice that brings simplicity and an awareness of what is ready to be released. Join me now and allow the experience of a deeper sense of love. Hello and welcome to Decide to Transform and a special executive contributor edition with GP Walsh, who joins me every month here on Decide to Transform. And this month we've got not one, but two shows for you. And in the first of our shows, we took a look at choosing love and the power that's coming collectively to the fore that has always been there and that's the power of our own connection, our interconnection as human beings. And GP, as we were talking after the first show, we got this idea to talk about real freedom. So yeah, I'd be curious to know your thoughts on real freedom. Well, everybody has their ideas about what it is, but I, I'm, I look at it from uh, the sense of freedom that's internal, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. We can talk about, you know, uh, financial freedom. We can talk about political freedom. Uh, we can talk about you know, rights and, and or entitlement or, or uh, any of those kinds of things. But those are all external conditions right? and as, as anyone know you can be in the midst of, of uh, you can have all sorts of things stuff that you need feel really uh, feel like you've got you know freedom and all of that and and still not feel free oh, sure right? yeah just like yes. you can be in a crowd of people and feel alone right? mm -hmm. and you know there's actually some people in prison who have come to a, a level of inner freedom where they're as far as they're concerned, they're not in prison. Right? Mm -hmm. So you know, when you look at it spiritually, we have to look at things internally and my own relationship to the world, my relationship to myself, where I'm looking to for my freedom. So for me, the yeah. definition of freedom is very simple. It's a sense of well-being that has no dependency on anything external. Mm -hmm. Yeah. If I feel free, and that freedom does not depend on any circumstance, I'm truly free. Okay. Uh -huh. If I'm happy yeah. unconditionally, I'm free. If I can love no matter what, I'm free. Right? If my internal state is driven by external conditions, I'm not free because those external conditions will be, will be telling me what to do. I will have to sure. accommodate them. I will have to serve them. I will have to fight with them, right? whatever I need to do, because they hold my freedom. Mm -hmm. Whatever that yeah. external, you might envision that to be, whether I need to get more money or I need to have a different partner or you know, I need to get my health back or I need to have a better job. All of those things are, are external conditions. If I decide that my sense of well-being and freedom depends on those, they become my master. Ah, yeah, yeah. I'm no longer free. 
Mm -hmm. So this freedom I talk about is extremely subtle and it's extremely internal. And it has no external dependencies whatsoever. Okay. Yeah. Whatsoever. I love the emphasis on that. Not a one. All right. Not a one. Because it wouldn't be free otherwise, would it? Mm -hmm. (laughs) I mean, by definition, freedom is the absence of dependencies. You are free of all dependencies. Mm -hmm. It does not depend on anything else. Doesn't matter what country you're in, the freedom, political freedom, depends upon the organization of the government, the constitution, the, the rules under which we live. And that does not constitute freedom. Right. Yeah. <laughs> because it's derived from something else. Right? And if those rules change, well, there goes my freedom. So I'm not free. <laughs> mm-hmm. And if I'm yeah. not free, you know, I like to put things in these extreme terms so that, you know, we all have, you know, we have to have these conventions. There's things we agree upon, right? Sure, sure. In order right. to, you know, I'm not going to take your stuff, you know, mm. you're not going to kill me, right? No, I'm We're not going to stop you. at red lights. And, you know, I mean, you know, these things yeah. that, yeah, okay, this is mm-hmm. good. This helps us be relatively civilized, but that has nothing to do with freedom. Right. right? If, if, it's all a matter of, am I free to choose to be happy right now? The answer to that question is yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We yes. Just don't, we don't know it. We've never been taught that <laughs> because mm-hmm. we've been taught that all of these things are conditional. Right? I mean, it's in, the, it's in the preamble of the Constitution of the United States, the pursuit of happiness. Yeah. <laughs> Emphasis on pursuit. Emphasis right. on pursuit. Yeah. I'm going yeah. to pursue happiness mm-hmm. as if it's some external state to be gained. Right. And yeah. then if I get this, but everybody knows you, you, you may get something. You thought this is really going to make me happy. And you get it. One of two things happens. One is, oh my God, this is terrible. This is not at all what I thought it was. <laughs> it's not making me happy at all. Yeah. You know, can I sell it on eBay? Right. Mm. Okay. Can I get rid of it? Now now freedom becomes getting rid of it. <laughs> yes. What if you can't? Yeah. What if you can't? Wow. You know, like you just had a kid. <laughs> mm. or, or something like you, you know, mm. you just no, you just sorry. <laughs> There's no refund. There's no return policy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the other thing that happens is it there's this there's this energy of happiness about it. And and then it's usually relatively quickly, but it can take a little bit longer, where suddenly either the novelty runs out about it, right. or there's this, there's this fear of losing it. Okay, yeah. And so my internal yeah. state now yeah. is right back where it started from. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. But now I'm, you know, I got it, oh, I'm going to lose it. And, you know, this happens to all sorts of people. They get some money and then they're terrified they're going to lose it. Mm-hmm. You know, you've got these billionaires complaining about minimum wage <laughs> mm-hmm. yes. because, because, you know, the, instead of having 150 billion, I'm going to only have a 149 and a half billion. Mm. And Which is unjust. Yes. This is serious, unjust, <laughs> cruel. <laughs> yes. They're unjustly enriching themselves at my expense. Mm-hmm. Yes. 
they have no right to that. Mm. I have a right to this. Yes. But you can see the dependency <laughs> on it. Uh -huh. And interestingly enough, um, I actually think it was Tony Robbins like 20 years ago or something, oh, okay. 30 years ago, a long, long time ago, um, interviewed a bunch of multi-multi-millionaires and billionaires and was just completely blown away to found that, find that none of them were really happy. Yeah. They were all driven. Right. They were all very proud. They were all, you, sure. know, you know, they could make, they could make things happen. You know, they were powerful, but they weren't happy. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Because they're no, they're no more free than you are. Mm -hmm. If their internal state depends on whether or not they maintain that billionaire status or not. If it is, that money is their master and they are a slave. Oh yeah. Sure. But this is, this is such a different way of looking at things because even our modern spirituality has become so infected that, that mm -hmm. we think it's about accomplishment and a, and a good life. And I see real spiritual people talking about, you know, how to have the life of your dreams and that sort of thing, mm -hmm. which, you know, it, it, it's not a direct, you know, criticism. Everybody has their desire. Everybody has the idea of what a, an ideal life would be for them. The question is, if you never achieve it, can you be happy? <laughs> there you go. We're answering that question with our silence. Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. And, and oh, because mm -hmm. what if you don't, right? Mm -hmm. But everybody promises, oh, if you just do this, then it's guaranteed, you know, your vision board, you know, you know, focus on what you want for 17 seconds, right? Four times or something like that. There's, there's all these different kinds of techniques okay. to try to make it a guarantee that somehow life is going to hand you this thing that you need in order to be happy mm, and mm -hmm. and it's proven time and time again to be a fraud <laughs> yeah and those that have attained material wealth aren't happy yes yeah yeah let's talk some more about that because i mean yes we can create or people say manifest right in common parlance mm -hmm things stuff like a car or yep. uh, you know a, a hot new trophy spouse or, or, or something like right. that so, you know what is it uh, that uh, they're still not happy yeah they're still not happy because it's not the source of happiness mm. I, I mean it, it, it to me i go look at it well duh they go why are they happy right <laughs> well well if you keep looking to that which can't give you happiness for happiness you're you're definitely not going to find it and if you keep looking there over and over again and not question the assumption as to why you are looking there then you're you're kind of you're like the guy you know walking down the street and there's this guy looking for his keys sees him it's it's late at night it's a dark all around and he's underneath yeah. the street light and he's looking for it and and the guy, he's looking for something the guy says well, what are you looking for he says I, I i lost my keys he goes well let me help you look and so mm -hmm. now for a while the both of them maybe i told this on the, the told this story on the show already but oh i don't remember yeah <laughs> oh, okay it's a good one so anyway so the two of them are looking for a while right okay mm -hmm. and the guy's help, helping us he says are you sure you lost him here i mean we've looked everywhere 
to which he responds, oh, no, no, I lost him over there, but it's dark over there. I can't see anything. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. That we keep looking in the same place because it's all we know. Nobody's ever come and told you that, guess what? There is no such thing as a material condition, possession, attainment, achievement, any kind of internal emotional state, any kind of peak experience, any kind of journey to the center of the universe that is going to give you happiness because they don't have them to give. It's that simple. They don't have it. Mm -hmm. Yes. Only only you do. But it's interesting how it works because people have the experience. But wait a minute, I did get this thing and it really made me happy. Mm -hmm. And I said, okay. First thing I, I do is say, okay, is it still making you happy? Uh, well, no, <laughs> it's kind of boring now. I said, oh, okay. So is it, is it what you want is just a series of happy moments, uh, interspersed with much longer periods of, 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 of misery, boredom, or at least mediocrity, or are you looking for a happiness that's consistent? Yeah. What everybody's looking for is a happiness that's consistent. Mm, so they think if, if I just continue to get what I want, can I get this need that filled in this one, then this one, then this one, that that's how it's done. Mm-hmm. And in fact, that's exactly what Abraham Hicks teaches, that that's what life is about, right? <laughs> that yeah. it's just getting one desire fulfilled after another, right? And in and, and between is just, well, you just deal with it. Right. Mm, yes. Yeah. Those periods of mediocrity. Uh, yeah. Just replace it with uh, something else. Yeah. Get a new, new desire. Shiny. And, you know. Yeah. A new shiny object to pursue, and uh, you know you're you're back in you're back in the running. In Hindu, they, mm. Hinduism, they call that Shiva's wheel. <laughs> it's oh, the for sure. endless cycle of life and death, of birth and death, right? Mm. And and it is endless. That it's the cycle of the cycle of karma. You know, right. As up must come down. You bet. It, 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 the the expansion has to contract. So, but yet there is the experience, obviously, that I get something, I'm happy. Right. right. Everybody yes. feels that sense of elation. Um, that's not happiness the way I define it. Okay. Yeah. Right. right. That's pleasure. Sure. And for the most part, it's simply a relief from the suffering. Uh-huh. <laughs> you're not. You're not suffering, and, and why? Because you're not desiring anymore. The desire is gone. Mm-hmm. I, I love to use the example of, you know, uh, when a, a dog chews on a bone, you know, dogs are natural carnivores, you know, they love the oh, taste yeah. of blood and meat well, you bet. And, that sort of, and that sort of thing. Um, and so they're chewing on that bone, you know, which has just been chewed over and there's no meat or flavor left to be had. But eventually they, they chew on it enough that it cuts the inside of their mouth and they taste the blood mm-hmm. and they're very delighted. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> completely unaware that they're tasting their own blood. Um, It's a beautiful Mm -hmm. metaphor for what happens is when I get the object of my desire, for a moment, the desire is no longer there. And when the desire goes away, what I feel is the happiness that has been there the whole time, but obscured by my outward focus of attention. Yes. There you in go. fact, that is your natural state. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But we've all been trained out of that. 
We've been trained to look for where it isn't it where it isn't. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Looking for love in all the wrong places. Yes, and in way too many faces. Yeah, <laughs> y'all are familiar with the song. <laughs> yeah. If not, you should be. <laughs> exactly. Oh yeah, can't recommend it enough. All right, I'm gonna go listen to that after we're done here. Yeah, it's a Love great it. tune. It it's is a great tune. It is. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of country and western, but it's a great tune. <laughs> it, it is that. Yeah. yeah. Well, and uh, this is you know this is really great because happiness is our natural state. As we said in the last show, love is our natural state. So, GP, as a spiritual teacher yourself, you have a lot of people come to you from these manifestation courses and and workshops and techniques where they're satisfying one desire after another materially and experiencing the gap of mediocrity at at best Mm -hmm. sometimes it's worse than that so you 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 deal with that all of the time and people come to you having tried literally everything so what then do you uh, do you direct these folks to do i mean how do you approach this Wow, what a great question. Um, and it is kind of funny. I, I, I kind of get everybody at the tail end. <laughs> when they've exhausted every other outlet. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And they're, you know, I refer to the spiritually disillusioned. It's like, sure. uh, um, it, it, it's like, oh, I give up. Okay, I'll look inside. Um, <laughs> and mm-hmm. it, it becomes a process that starts with what I call the yoga of allowing. Okay. Mm-hmm. And it, it is a, it, it, it's, it's learning how to simply be present with your feelings as they are without trying to fix them or transcend them or adjust them or right. change them or reframe them. Any of the ways in which we try to get rid of quote unquote negative emotions that are interfering with my manifestation. Oh yeah. Okay. Um, it, it, mm-hmm. It's, it's, they're nothing but you and a rejection of your emotions. First off, characterizing them as negative is, is, is right from the get go, put you at odds with your own feelings. Right. A child doesn't have negative feelings. They just have feelings. You know, I watch my granddaughter go from just absolute elation to yelling at the top of her lungs, <laughs> to yeah. crying in a split yeah. second. Sure. There's no problem with the tra- with the segue. Mm-hmm. Right? Oh yeah. And there's and there's no self editing about it, right? She has not she has not yet learned to suppress some feelings and and allow others. She's not been conditioned that much yet. It's happening, of course. She's getting older. Sure. Right? It has to happen. Um, but if you look at a a, a child. They're just completely and totally expressive as they are. So there's total freedom. Mm-hmm. So, you know, when, when they're upset, they're upset. Oh, yeah. When they're, they're yeah. happy, they're to the moon, <laughs> right? Which is our nature. That mm-hmm. is our nature. But what happens is as, as we get conditioned, some, some feelings we have, which run into resistance from the tribe or punishment, sometimes even abuse. Right. No, for sure get associated and say, whoa, I cannot express that. Because if I do, it's dangerous. So you, you get into this incredible, yeah. this incredibly existential crisis of not actually being free to be you. 
what do you right. do? Right. I'm me. Right. Well, the nervous system is really good at creating layers of, of suppression and layers of way of keeping that from keeping that particular emotional set or state from coming out because it can't because it's dangerous mm -hmm. if it does. Right. And one of the ways it keeps it in the basement, keeps it under wraps, is that it characterizes it as negative. Bad yes. feeling, sinful feeling. Oh, this feeling won't be able to, you won't be able to manifest the car if you feel that way. Or, and so now suddenly we have negative emotions. Mm -hmm. uh, who decided they were negative? Right? Yeah. And, but the moment mm -hmm. you say something's negative, right? You're immediately in conflict with it. I've got to get rid of it. Yes. And then you think this negative emotion, oh my God, it's what's keeping me from having the life of my dreams. And now you're, in, in, but in fact, underneath it, it's not negative at all. <laughs> it's it's 100% you, it's totally natural, yeah. but it's gotten bad press. It's been yes. characterized as being negative. Mm -hmm. And so now you don't want it to come out. So what are you fighting with actually? You're actually in an existential battle with yourself. Yeah. And the very fullness of the power of expression that you're seeking, you're trying to keep it in the basement. <laughs> yes. Uh huh. You don't want it to come up, right? You don't want it to be there. You wish it would just go away. Well, sorry, it can't. It's you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and this is how the whole process, this is how the whole process happens and and of course if if a large part of ourselves and sometimes even the best part of ourselves is being buried out of sight is being suppressed is being negated how can you possibly be happy yeah even the things you desire won't be trustworthy mm -hmm. they're not the desires of your real self which has been buried they're desires of this fake person you created in order to get what you need from from the environment <laughs> and you get it and it's not satisfying duh it's not really yours <laughs> right yeah you know it's it's you know it's legendary you know the guy who's a, he's a successful lawyer and wants to be a bass player he hates being a lawyer mm -hmm. right or an accountant or insurance salesman or any number of a bunch of the people who have had, had ideas as to what they that just got completely squashed out of them. That was just not acceptable. And they had to bury that part away and they kind of live that life and, and, and get to a certain point and say, what the hell happened? That's the midlife crisis. You know, it's very common among men. It's like, what the hell am oh, I yeah. doing? Yeah. <laughs> I hate my life. Everything's the way it's supposed to be. I've got all the stuff. I got the, I got the, I got the pretty wife. I got the kids. I got the house. I got good money. I got investments. I got status. I hate my life. What's wrong here? Which is a good sign if they get to the point where they admit it. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's <laughs> real. For good. the most part, what happens is you know they they have an affair, they ignore their kids, they start to drink, mm -hmm. <laughs> right? Because they can't confront the fact that the life they've built isn't them. Yeah. belongs to a stranger right? mm -hmm. and you become a stranger in your own skin. So kind of a long winded way of where, where I start when I call it the yoga of allowing, the first thing we have to do is to, is to reacquaint ourselves with our own feelings, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. drop the label of negative and just feel what you're yeah. feeling. And yeah, it may be very uncomfortable. 
right? You know, there's an energy in you that has been locked in the basement for 30 years. You open the door, it's not going to be friendly. <laughs> not at all. <laughs> but it doesn't take much to win it back over. Okay, yeah. The process of integrating these disowned energies, these, you know, in shamanism, they call it the soul fragmentation. And I think mm -hmm. that's a great way to yeah, express it. Yeah. You've just been, you've been broken into parts mm -hmm. and you're like living on, you know, you're like living as a hand and an elbow, right? And there's a whole body available to you. <laughs> yeah. Uh -huh. Right. And, and, and so reclaiming that territory is where it has to start. And you can't reframe it. You can't get rid of it. You can't push it away. That's why I said you have to reconcile with it. You, you have to you, you have to drop your conflict with it. And okay. it can be overwhelming. Some of these feelings can be quite overwhelming. But you'll find if you really if you really you know, ride it, <laughs> like the surfboard riding the wave, yeah, yeah. that eventually it harmonizes. It begins to integrate into you. And, and you find a, a power, you find creative impulses, you find abilities you didn't know you had. Right. Yeah. yeah. Everybody has them. Everybody has orders of magnitude more power and capability than they believe, than they know. Mm -hmm. It was simply not allowed to express itself. And, and I have to emphasize that in the, in, you know, when you're young and this stuff, and this stuff comes out and you receive the, the displeasure at minimum, oftentimes, sometimes the abuse of the tribe. This coming, the real you coming out, right, is a matter of life and death. It has to be suppressed. You know, from the point of view of the the, the child, the, if you lose the connection with your tribe, you're dead. Yeah. So this is not a small deal, right? The nervous system interprets this as a mortal threat. And therefore, it pulls out all the stops in making sure this simply does not come out and buries it so deeply, layers and layers of different kinds of behaviors and attitudes and beliefs and assumptions, and creates an entire identity, a, self, a structure of self-image uh, uh, based on who you're not. Right. Mm -hmm. And boy, I don't have the time to go into it in detail. In, in reconciliation, other courses, I go into great detail as to how this actually mm -hmm. happens, and it's yeah. it's an absolutely amazing process. Um, but we do have to understand it in order to begin to, to reclaim that territory and let ourselves out of prison, <laughs> mm -hmm. let the yeah. angels out of the basement. <laughs> right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yes, and this starts then with the yoga of allowing. Mm -hmm. Yes, because yeah. if you can't allow yourself to feel, you can't get to the other side of the feelings of where they came from, why they're there. You can't get in touch yeah. with the real energy that is your power because the mechanism that suppressed all this stuff was simply the innate power of the system to protect itself and keep itself safe. Sure. Which is the uh, most powerful force there is in every creature on the planet, from mm -hmm. the amoeba to humans, right? Fair enough, yeah. <laughs> it is the mandate, right? If you don't survive, everything else is a moot point. 
so it, it, it holds all the, all the cards. When you, when you recognize that that's what it is, it's not an enemy, but it is, the, it is the nature of your nervous system itself that has simply been programmed to protect you in this way, you can now begin the process of having it protect you in a different way. Yeah. Yes. You can't change it from protecting you. That's what it'll do 24 <laughs> seven. It will never stop doing that. Yeah. So fighting it's a waste of time. Arguing with it, reasoning it with it is a waste of time. No, for sure. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> it's it, it isn't it isn't logical. It's not in your head, it's your body. So instead you have to create that environment by allowing it, you're creating a the opposite environment that made the suppression in the first place. The suppression happened because the environment was dangerous. When yeah. you start allowing, you start creating an environment that's safe, accepting, yes. loving. And what happens? Well, the nervous system is a completely adaptive mechanism. It conforms itself to the environment. If it's dangerous, foomp, this goes away. You can't have access to this. This is who I become. If that environment suddenly becomes safe, what's it going to do? It's going to go, oh, look, okay, I don't need this anymore. I don't need this anymore. This can come out. And, and this happens automatically. This is the magic of it. You know, that's why I say this, you know, it, this is why I say I, I, I don't fix anything. I don't heal anything. Sure. Mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> all, all I'm doing is is getting is getting the stuff out of the way that keeps the system from doing what it what it was intended to do. Exactly. What it, what it will do perfectly every single time, conform itself to the environment. So you simply you simply create the inner environment of safety by stop fighting yourself. <laughs> yeah. You drop the fight. Right. There's no conflict. You're not pushing the nervous system. Oh, oh, it's safe. And you've now created for yourself the very thing you always wanted. There which you is go. simply self-acceptance, unconditional love. Mm -hmm. And there's nothing more. That is the only thing that's ever healed anything, ever. Uh, yeah. And it automatically begins to begins to just root out and bring up all the traumas, all the old stuff, all the things that were in the way. And you'll find there's layers to this defenses. Sure. You know, it's it's not mm -hmm. it's not one and done. I wish it was. Yeah, I'd be nice. Huh? But <laughs> but it w what happens is the you become less goal oriented. Healing isn't about being goal oriented. Right. This the discovery of yet another layer as it peels off becomes such a joy in and of itself. Mm. You don't mind that there's more. Right. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And of course, the good news is there's a finite number of layers. Oh, yes. It isn't yeah. endless. This is not like shark's teeth. <laughs> they don't just yeah. keep coming. They don't <laughs> just keep growing. There's actually an end to it. And, you, and all of the conditioning falls away. And you find yourself in the state that I call original innocence. Okay. It's pure you. It is just a pure, pure manifest human being pure love, pure power, pure authority, pure wisdom, which is your actual nature that's just been obscured by this need for the, for the energy system to survive 
long enough to give you a body through which you could express yourself. Mm. <laughs> right. Yeah. Which is its job. Yes. Uh, its first job is to survive. But with that taken care of, that same energy that's in defense now flips over into self-expression. And now the same vehicle becomes the vehicle through which you, you express yourself in the world. Yeah. And it is just, at that point, everything becomes satisfying. Everything is you. And with yeah. everything is you and, this, and the inner freedom with which you can express yourself, you, you discover the happiness that doesn't go away. It mm. isn't contingent upon circumstance. It's just this background noise of contentment. Oh, yeah. Yeah, oh, wonderful. And, and this is then a, a process, then the yoga of allowing, is it not? It's a course and one of your signature courses along with Inner Reconciliation, your signature course. Yes, I created the yoga of allowing kind of as an, in, as an intro to it, an experiential intro to Inner Reconciliation, mm -hmm. because it is so powerful. Um, it, it will oftentimes undo just really deep and longstanding traumas all by itself. Yeah. You know, yeah, there's others that are more sticky, that are you know, are more deeply entrenched. You know, you know, some things we 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 experience we create create a trauma, and it, and it's and it's actually doesn't have that many layers to it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Other other things can have many 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 layers. In which case, right. you have to go beyond allowing into into self inquiry, into actually into more of the understanding of the mechanism. You know, a, a deeper interaction with the self, and eventually to become completely free, one has to come to terms with the existential question of who am I? Who is? Oh, yeah. Who am I really? Mm -hmm. Am I this just this body? Is that all there is to it? You know, my body is harmonious. Okay, I've I've got the stuff that I want. Is that it? Well, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, there's. There's way more uh, to it, and so oh, yeah. so inner reconciliation is actually divided up into three levels, mm -hmm. right. um, with different areas of focus. Um, and level three doesn't even deal with any of that stuff. It's all the existential question: what, who am I? What's the nature of perception? What's real here? Mm -hmm. <laughs> what is reality? Right, and that's not that question is best uh, engaged with when there has been a baseline established of some kind of health and inner harmony. Sure. Because if I'm struggling to get to a baseline, mm -hmm. um, no matter how deeply interested I am in the existential question, there's just going to be this overarching sense of suffering and the like going on that I'm seeking relief from. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. And that's, and it's great. You, you need that. Right. But, that's not the context for asking the bigger question. Yeah, right. Yes, so, and I see so many people wanting to skip all of that. Yes. And, and go right to the big question. Oh, yeah. well, there's that too. There's the people who aren't interested in the big question, just give me some relief. Mm, oh, right? yeah. yeah, yeah. And that's fine. I've got techniques for helping people do that. Mm -hmm. um, and then there's the people who want to skip all of this and go right to the go right to that end state, do the end run, right? Mm -hmm. the, the, you know, the the popular way of calling it is, uh, you know, the spiritual bypass. Sure. Right, just kind of glossing it all over. Oh, it isn't real. That isn't nothing. It's like, 
you, you know, <laughs> and 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 that's self-deception of the of the highest magnitude. And so it's it's got to be that it's it, it becomes this this little dance between these opposites, which have very uh, ancient traditions. The inward-facing path, the, that going deeply inside into the inquiry as to who I am, you know, just putting aside everything you thought you were until there's absolutely nothing left. It's called neti neti, not this, not that. In 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 uh, Hinduism, the inward-facing path or Vedanta. Right? But then there's the it doesn't stop there. Then there's the outward-facing path, which is the path of Tantra, which is the path of inclusion, where the inward path is exclusion. I'm getting rid of everything that isn't me until there's nothing left but me. So now I know who I am. And now I turn around and I begin to bring the entire world back, back into myself. But I'm now engaging in the world not as somebody trying to get something from it, somebody who's limited. I, am, I become love itself, engaged with the world in pure compassion and pure love and pure wisdom. And, and that's Tantra, by the way. That's the deeper meaning of, of Tantra. That that's is right. the divine embodied in human life. And uh -huh. so that the human life and, and the divine are no longer two. Mm -hmm. it, is, it is one seamless whole. The human is the divine, and the divine is the human. You can't separate them. No. Yeah, you absolutely can't. And that's uh, it's just a beautiful uh, and powerful explanation of this. And this is something that people have access to right now, the yoga of allowing inner reconciliation and all of your oh, other yeah. courses on, on your website. They're all there at gpwalsh.com. And guys, you can find all of this there. And I know that there are listeners of this show that have tried everything in the book. <laughs> I, I know they're out there because I talk to them and y'all yes. know who you are. That's cool. <laughs> I, I, won't, I, won't, I won't mention any names. I won't here. mention any names. <laughs> <laughs> but this is, and, and I can say from my, my own experience, GP, with, with working with you and going through some of these materials myself, it's, it's, it's very, very powerful. And it's liberating to recognize that the angels in the basement, so to speak, these so-called emotions that get bad press and negative and labeled are actually you and it's okay to yeah. feel them. They're the you you disowned. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and that's, that's it. that simple. It's you. Mm -hmm. <laughs> There's nobody better to be afraid of. It's like being afraid of your hand, right? It, it, it's, it's, it's you. It's not going to do anything to you. It's not an enemy, right? Yeah, <laughs> your no. fist, it's going to start beating you up, mm. right? like Dr. Strangelove. It's, <laughs> it, it, it's yeah. you. All of this is you. And you've been told it's bad, and so you right. try to get rid of it. But mm. it's you. It, it, they, they, they thought it was bad. It wasn't. It never was. But the people who told you that it were, they were told that it were, and they were told that it were, and on and on and For on sure. and on it goes, you know, all the way back to the Big Bang. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it goes way back to the point where it's nobody's fault, and here we are. Yeah. And here we are, yeah. And mm -hmm. it, we're kind of sorting out the mess, right? That you know, it, it was simply the the fault of the essential ignorance, that essential darkness. Mm -hmm where we mistook the faults for the true. And, and it just compounded over time. 
And um, this is, for me, we are in the age of the actual light appearing. It's, it's always been there. It's, you know, there's been saints and sages forever. Sure. Depending oh, on yeah. the traditions, you know, imams or a, or a, or a, or a um, you know, a prophet or, you know, there are all sorts of different names for these characters that showed up that, that have a very different vision that saw this. Right? Mm-hmm. But I, I do believe we're living in a time where the, the seeing of it is going to become increasingly universal. Mm-hmm. Misunderstood at first, as it is. Sure. Oh, yeah. You know, hence, people, you know, endless striving from one thing and another, trying to get this or that, and, you know, eventually ending up spiritually disillusioned and finding, finding their way to me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but what's fascinating is the, how many people are on the search. Yes. Yeah. The seekers were rare, for as rare as the sages. Mm-hmm. Right? You know, they didn't have millions of views. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> you know, they had a handful of people who would come and mm-hmm. come and listen, and 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 now it's like, just everybody feels that drive. But the you know the, the we're still suffering this you know this this the spiritual marketplace where where really temporary pseudo-spiritual solutions are offered. Oh, yeah. Um, and, and the substantial ones aren't really quite understood yet. But I'm heartened by the very fact that this seeking has reached a, the point of no return. Oh, yes. Yeah. I, I love this, too. But say some more for our listeners about that, if you, if you would. It's reached the point of no return. Yeah. yeah. Well... Your listeners can, listeners can ask for themselves, do you think it would be ever possible for you to go back to the way you lived before, even though you haven't actually f- maybe found that, you know, that, you know, the, 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 the celestial gem, you know, the answer you're seeking, do you think you'd ever go back to the way you were? <laughs> Duh. I mean, you can't. You simply can't. You know, you'll, you'll spend your whole life seeking and not finding before you'll go back. You just, you know, it's yeah. like something being said can't be unsaid. Once something has been seen, it can't be unseen. Once somebody feels something and acknowledges that it's been felt and no longer suppress it, it's, you know, the, the, the cat is out of the bag. Yeah. You know, that, that energy, once it has been released from the basement, will not go back in. <laughs> Yeah, I'm sorry. You can't. You know, it'd be like you know the cartoon cat with his hands on the door, right? He'll stretch. He'll do everything, but he's not going back in. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah, not going back in the bag. And nope. isn't that wonderful <laughs> that you can't go back in? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Sometimes you wish you could. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. <laughs> Can I just go back to being an ignorant sack? Can I go back to being that caterpillar? I don't like this cocoon. Mm-hmm. But you, you really can't. And really, when you're honest with yourself, you don't want to. No. You know no. No. instinctively that the answer's there. <laughs> I haven't found it yet. Yeah. I've, I've gone through a bunch of things, a lot of false starts, a lot of things that look like they're going to be false teachers, bad gurus, mm-hmm. you know, things that disappointed. <laughs> but I know it's there. Yeah. <laughs> you know, 
That's our inherent wisdom we all have. Yeah. Yeah, There's something inside that knows what the truth is. Mm -hmm. And believe me, when you hear it, you'll recognize it. Yeah. And then once you hear it and recognize it, well, then no more bag. No more bag. No more bag. Yeah, I love this. And this is so wonderful, GP. As always, I have learned so much and I've so enjoyed our time here together. Now, a reminder for the listeners, you can find GP's, all of GP's courses, GP's meditations, music that he himself has composed, including the Yoga of Allowing and his signature course, Inner Reconciliation, at GP Walsh dot com and gp before we wrap up here what else would you like to say to these people that uh, well maybe they they want to go back in the bag or maybe they're happy being out of the bag what are the concluding thoughts here today hmm. well i think everybody recognizes they don't really want to go back in the bag you know <laughs> You know, a lot of times people, they don't really want to get out of their cell. They just want it. They just want Martha Stewart to decorate it. <laughs> you know, Why not? They yeah. just want an air conditioner in hell. Okay. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, how about heaven instead? Yeah. The, when the heart has truly moved you onto this path, it's not going to allow you to settle for something that's going to be just a temporary transient moment and think, oh, this is it. I've arrived. I manifested this life. I right. have the better job in the life. Because it won't be too long before the discontent arises again. Because we talked about right in the beginning, none of those things bring the permanent happiness. Sure. The only thing that brings you the, the happiness that is that is there the contentment that is there no matter what the circumstances are and you can step out of the job of trying to control circumstances because you don't need to anymore and my right. god that's a lot of work that's a relief in and of itself once you recognize that nothing out there can do it for you and that the experience of of of, of it is nothing more than the dog chewing the bone tasting its own blood mm -hmm. that you have all along been the source of that happiness. The more that can sink in, the more every single moment becomes easy. Okay. The path becomes easy. Mm -hmm. It's no longer feels like a cross you're bearing. <laughs> right. <laughs> and, and, it, and it feels like this childlike, playful curiosity about the nature of life. And that's when spiritual growth and, and, and spiritual maturity and self-discovery coalesce. Mm -hmm. The joy of life is not the acquisition of things, but the discovery of who you are. Oh, yeah. And that discovery has no end to it. It's not like you get to the end and say, oh, this is who I am. And I can, you know, start mm -hmm. smoking, reading magazines and stuff. Because... <laughs> <laughs> you realize that your nature is infinite and there's never any end to what can be discovered. But now it's a discovery that isn't trying to get to it as a destination. You're there. Yeah. And, and the, the 
inherent perfection and beauty that you are is simply manifesting itself in countless forms forever. Mm. And there you are. <laughs> and it's a whole different look at manifestation right yes. there. Amen. Yeah, oh, right, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Well, GP, thank you so much for joining me and thank you all for tuning in here. This has been Decide to Transform with executive contributor and master spiritual teacher, GP Walsh. We really appreciate your tuning in here today and we'll talk to you all again very soon. <laughs>